You're listening to the KU Bears faculty segment on the radio voice of Kutztown University, KUR. This segment is brought to you by Undergraduate Research and Creativity at Kutztown University. I'm here with Dr. Donner, who is currently working on a KU Bears grant project with a student. Can you tell us about the student and what the project is on? Uh, well, first about the student, uh, Sarah Edris. Uh, she's just a wonderful student. Um, she's a Pennsylvania German Studies minor and an anthropology major. And all her life, uh, she's been interested in Pennsylvania Germans. Uh, she went to the Kutztown Folk Festival every year of her life, including when her mother took her when her mother was pregnant. And so uh, she has a real uh, deep commitment to uh, the Pennsylvania Germans. Um, and uh, she's really a, a pleasure to work with. Um, the project is uh, about a gentleman named Don Yoder, and uh, he was a, a very important figure in uh, American folklore and folk life uh, studies. He was one of the founders of the Kutztown Folk Festival, and probably I would say he was the preeminent scholar of Pennsylvania Germans uh, throughout his life. I think he died in uh, 2000. 15, 16, somewhere in there. He was about 92 years old. Uh, but between about 1945 and uh, his death, he really uh, was a preeminent scholar. He uh, wrote a lot of books about Pennsylvania Germans. Uh, he had some seminal ideas. Uh, at the Folk Festival, he was one of the founders. I guess the real leader was uh, a man named Alfred Shoemaker. Uh, but uh, Yoder was uh, one of the three people who helped uh, Shoemaker start uh, the festival. And Yoder, in the long run, really became, I think, uh, the academic force both behind the festival and the academic force for the ideas behind the festival. Uh, uh, Shoemaker and Yoder wanted to shift the study of folklore, which is lore, what people say, to folk life, which is a more holistic study of all the things that people do, not just what they say, but their cooking, uh, their butchering, uh, their religious beliefs. Um, their daily lives, uh, just everything. And that was the original idea behind the Folk Festival in 1950, uh, to get people in this region to come and display uh, their regional life. Um, and uh, that was, uh, I think, a, a really important seminal idea. I go on for that, but I think I only have 15 minutes, so uh, we'll leave that for a while. Um, the fest festivals had uh, gone through some transformations. Uh, Shoemaker dropped out. Uh, Yoder stayed on, and then Yoder went on to become uh, a, a professor at, in the folk lore and folk life department at the University of Pennsylvania. And that word folk life, again, is very important because uh, Yoder was one of the main people who was shifting uh, the study of folklore to a much more holistic study of not just what people say, but uh, what they do. He had a lot of students at uh, the University of Pennsylvania. Uh, he was the editor of Pennsylvania Folk Life, which was uh, really the main uh, journal for studying the folk life of, in Pennsylvania and in particular the Pennsylvania Germans. Uh, so um, we uh, he's uh, the person who uh, donated, I think it's over 500 boxes of his books after he died to our Pennsylvania German Cultural Heritage Center. Um, and uh, it's really a fantastic collection, as I said, uh, just all sorts of material, uh, things that have to do with uh, folk life in general, things that have to do with his travels in Europe, uh, things that have to do with uh, Pennsylvania Germans, things that have to do with the Kutztown Folk Festival, things that have to do with his teaching, uh, just uh, a lot of material. Now, I talked to archivists and they say one of the problems is you get two kinds of people, scholars, that when they pass on or give up their materials, one organize them, 
and one just passed them on. And uh, Yoder really does not seem to have had much organization uh, in the materials that he had, uh, but it is a, a very significant collection and our Heritage Center, I think, is a great place to have it. Yoder, by the way, was one of the very influential people in uh, beginning our uh, Pennsylvania German uh, Cultural Heritage Center here at Kutztown. So Sarah's job is to go through these uh, boxes and start organizing them along different topics. And uh, she actually started on a KU Bears grant last year. Uh, she got to start. She was doing some other things as well. Uh, she was working on uh, events called the Summling, uh, which in this area where Pennsylvania Germans come together and you can only speak Pennsylvania Dutch. Uh, and we had some of those collections that were donated by other people, not Yoder. And we wanted to organize those. And then at the end of uh, last summer, uh, we thought uh, that would be a good idea to have her uh, work with me on organizing uh, the rest of the materials. And she's really done the brunt of the work, uh, you know, I started giving her some ideas about categories and checking in with her, but she's done a great job uh, organizing those materials. That's great to hear everything about the German Cultural Center. Why would you say this research is of significance? It's of significance because Yoder is of significance. Um, Yoder's significance for several reasons. Uh, I think to our university, he's of significance because um, he was one of the found three founders. Um, there was a, another person, William Fry, who kind of dropped out fairly early on. Uh, Alfred Shoemaker, who was originally the leader, and then Don Yoder. Uh, they were all founders of our uh, Kutztown, Pennsylvania Dutch Folk Festival here in Kutztown, uh, which is um, the oldest and first uh, folk life festival. There were lots of folk festivals where people sing songs, the Newport Folk Festival, the Philadelphia Folk Festival. But our folk festival was a folk life festival where you not only sang songs, but people made fences, they butchered, they cooked, uh, they showed uh, local crafts, they talked about um, all the things that they did uh, in their uh, life. Um, so Yoder was the founder of that. That festival, by the way, there's a now uh, a national uh, folk life festival at the Smithsonian Institution in Washington on the mall. And a lot of the inspiration for that folk festival actually came from our folk festival, at least the ideas behind it. Um, and I think, uh, you know, uh, Yoder is significant in that. He's significant because um, he redirected a lot of the study of said into the study of folk life and so now you had departments of folk life in major universities uh university of texas uh university of indiana uh, university of pennsylvania changing their names from uh, the department of folklore to the department of folklore and folk life uh, so he had uh that impact he also had an impact on pennsylvania german studies which of course uh this is an area which um, uh, traditionally for you know, European settlement was really very heavy Pennsylvania German area. Uh, the school, by the way, Kutztown was actually originally founded in 1860, uh, I think 68. It was the uh, school for Pennsylvania Germans, uh, really. It was uh, kind of a, it was in an area where there were a lot of Pennsylvania Germans and the idea was to train teachers who would go back into the Pennsylvania German area. Uh, so Yoder uh, is a scholar who's significant to folk life studies. Uh, significant uh, to um, the study of Pennsylvania Germans, uh, who are um, uh, an interesting ethnic group. I'll talk about that in a minute. And I think he's significant to uh, this university as well and to our uh, Pennsylvania German Cultural Heritage Center. Uh, the Pennsylvania Germans are significant because unlike other European immigrant groups, they did not assimilate right away. Usually we say, you know, uh, uh, Europeans uh, uh, groups come to the United States and Italians, Irish, you know, Poles, uh, uh, 
French, Germans, three generations and the language is gone. Uh, the parents know it, uh, the kids know some of it, and the grandchildren all speak English. Pennsylvania Germans came in the 1700s and they kept that language uh, right up into um, about the middle of uh, the 20th century. And the old order groups, if you know these people with horse and buggies in this area, uh, they keep the language, they uh, maintain the language to this day. Uh, but the overwhelming majority of Pennsylvania Germans are much more liberal. They're uh, German Reformed, now United Church of Christ and Lutheran people. Uh, they really make up about 90, 95% of uh, people who are Pennsylvania Germans. They kept that language for about 200 years, uh, the 20th century, 1950 or so, uh, that we start seeing it eroding. And there's still a few people who, uh, amongst those more liberal Pennsylvania Germans who uh, speak it. So anyway, to me, it's uh, he's just a significant figure uh, because what he did academically uh, to the study of folk life and folklore, uh, what he's done in terms of the study of Pennsylvania Germans, uh, which I think are a significant uh, immigrant group, and then also for this region and this uh, university, uh, because uh, this is a university that does, I think, have a uh, unique commitment uh, to the Pennsylvania Germans. Would you participate in research like this again, if given the opportunity? Oh, sure. I think, you know, I think, I don't know, she got 20 more boxes. <laughs> you know, it's something like 500 boxes. I said, I don't know. There's a lot of boxes Yoder has, and then there's other material. I have some material I've collected myself that I want to give to the Heritage Center. Uh, and so I would uh, definitely uh, think about uh, continuing cataloging it. You know, the Heritage Center, um, it's really a, a wonderful institution, and I'm really glad it's at uh, uh, Kutztown, uh, but you know they have a huge job. I think there's right now two full-time staff, um, and uh, they have you know one of the most important collections in terms of ongoing representations of the culture. I think they're the best. You know they're the number one place in the country, and they have an awful lot of material that needs to be cataloged, uh, needs to be analyzed, and some of it you know I think uh, uh, could be part of uh, some publications. Uh, so, you know, there's definitely a lot more to do. Um, if I can find a student that's as interested and enthusiastic as Sarah and is knowledgeable, uh, yeah, I'd definitely think about applying for a KU Bears grant. Um, I think, you know, um, the Heritage Center could be used by more students. Um, it's a great resource. Uh, people can uh, get to work at a, a museum that has uh, wonderful facilities. Uh, Patrick Dunmoyer is a great mentor. Um, and I think, you know, um, the students themselves can uh, work in a variety of uh, different projects. Uh, you know, the Yoder one is uh, kind of your top drawer academic one, but there's a lot of other projects uh, setting up exhibits, um, working on uh, maintaining uh, the grounds, uh, working with uh, the different people who come to the uh, center, uh, working on their programs. Uh, there are a lot of other things that uh, students can do down there. So I want to encourage students uh, to think about an internship or volunteering down at the Heritage Center. It's really a great resource and a special resource uh, that our university has. I'll definitely have to check it out. You should. Did you know about the Heritage Center? I knew a little bit about it, but I never visited it. Well, you know, COVID kind of slowed it down, but there'll be some events coming. Are you going to be here next year? Yeah. Okay, well, there are going to be some events. The first one, you have to check on the calendar, but usually it's in uh, late September, early October, uh, Fest Home Festival. Uh, that'll be down at the Heritage Center. Um, and then they have Christmas on the farm. Uh, I think usually that's the first Saturday in December, and they have they have other events throughout the year. So uh, go check it out. And uh, what's your major? I'm a communication studies major. 
Well, communications, I don't know. You might think about an internship down there at the museum. Yeah, I'll definitely consider that. And then finally, the last question is, would you recommend the KU Bears program to future students? Oh, definitely. I think it's a great program. Um, the students get to uh, work on materials. They get to work with uh, professors uh, from what I've seen. Uh, now, I don't know, you know, all the what things their professors are doing, but a lot of the projects look like it's a real opportunity uh, for students to work on uh, really interesting and important projects. And uh, you get to work uh, with professors on projects that they uh, know something about. And I think it's uh, I think it's really a great opportunity, uh, both for the professors uh, and for the students. So I'd encourage, uh, you know, if you have a special thing in communications yourself or if there's some special project you're interested in, uh, you might find a professor who has a similar interest and see if uh, they can lead you in a project. Uh, you know, the Heritage Center, uh, we just have uh, a lot of resources down there. Um, my colleague, Corey Newlander in our anthropology department, uh, he's, I think the last couple of years, he's had a, a KU Bears. He, I hope you're interviewing him because he has a really cool project going on too. Um, and uh, the thing is the archeologists go and dig his stuff up, but that's cool. But then you also have to analyze it. And uh, he has uh, KU Bears projects where the students are actually going through the artifacts and trying to classify them to learn about uh, what people were doing uh, 100, 150 years ago. I guess in his case, maybe 200 years ago. To apply and learn more about KU Bears grant funding, please visit www.kutztown.edu forward slash UGRC and look under grants and sponsored projects. Thank you, Dr. Donner, for your time today, and thank you for supporting the KU Bears program.